Hey, Morley, you there? I'm here now. I'm here. <laughs> as funny as I got in my ear, uh, Sarah says, hey, Morley just hung up on me. So she took That's that very personally, as did I. Totally my fault. I apologize. <laughs> I was about to, I was trying to turn the volume up on my headset, and I hit the uh, the cancel button instead. So Are you okay? Totally my fault. Are you okay? I'm okay. Because yeah. you, you know, I, I, you even got lost. Didn't you get lost? I, I did. I went. I went for my uh, traditional game day walk today, and uh, I went. I was down. I went across the bridge to Gatineau, Quebec, and around, and then came across the other bridge. And then I'm walking down in the in the paths by the Ottawa River, which is, if you know Ottawa, is in behind the Parliament Buildings. But they're doing some work down there. They're they're fixing some some land that has kind of eroded away and fixing some trails. And they uh, there's a detour, and I and I didn't know where I was going. I have the path that I walk on, and. From what I understand, I came to a kind of a fork in the road in the past, and I think if I went one way, I'd probably be doing this hit from uh, from a bench somewhere by the Ottawa River uh, because <laughs> I didn't know where it went. Uh, and I went the other way, and luckily I found some place that I knew. So I got back to my hotel room like just minutes before I was uh, I was to come on, just before uh, six o'clock your time. So it was it was kind of weird. I, uh, I was kind of discombobulated a little bit. You know, you don't know which way's north, which way's south, and where you're going. But I, I left enough breadcrumbs. Uh, or bagel bits from Tim Hortons, and I made my way home. Well, you know, as you get older, these things happen, so you do have to watch out for yourself. Yeah. <laughs> and, 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 and as Yogi Berra would say, right, you know, when you come to a fork in the road, take it. Take it. <laughs> Take it. Sure that's, exactly, that's exactly what I did. And sure enough, you did. Well, hopefully this is, this you know, that the Elks will be a little less discombobulated tonight. Yeah, hopefully. I mean, uh, they've had some some issues over the last couple of days, as we talked about yesterday. The the situation as far as uh, their uh, their COVID uh, protocol goes with David Beard, who will not play in the game tonight. Uh, he is uh, he is back at home and in COVID protocol, and, and they, they don't know yet how serious uh, that is going to be and if it's going to keep him out for more than one game or not. So in his stead, uh, Tyler Higby will get his first CFL start at center, uh, which is obviously important for the the quarterback uh, uh, Taylor. Cornelius, who's getting his second CFL start uh, at quarterback because they, of course, exchange the ball on every play. So uh, the good news is that they're, they're both second team guys, uh, and so they probably worked a lot with each other through training camp and in practices leading up to this moment. So there should be some familiarity there. But that's uh, those are probably the two biggest things that, uh, that the Elks have uh, have to be concerned about with as far as changes go. Uh, and also, it's good to get Kwaku Boateng back, uh, who uh, missed the last uh, game uh, with an injury. Uh, he, of course, missed time with COVID earlier uh, this year. And he just hasn't uh, he had a great start. He had two sacks in his first game. It really hasn't been uh, able to get anything going since then. So he's back in the lineup tonight, and hopefully he'll get going as well. So. Uh, yeah. The Elks uh, have their lineup set. Uh, Ottawa, Daryl, they're, uh, they're kind of a mess. Both their quarterbacks have gone on the six-game injured list, and they got two guys uh, who will play quarterback tonight who have uh, never played a game, never taken a snap, never dressed for a game in the Canadian Football League, uh, it, it, which is you know, obviously a, a tough situation to be in. Paul Lapolis, who's been around for a long time, said yesterday he's never heard of it, uh, and, and he's never had to go through it before. So they're going to start a, a kid by the name of Caleb Evans, and his backup will be Taron Christian. And uh, not a lot known about these guys, except that uh, that they were 
quarterbacks in the U.S. college system and have been at training camp but have never played in a CFL game yet. So, you have to, uh, yeah. Interesting. You have interesting to times. Yes, oh, they, they both will play tonight, and Lapoli said that yesterday. Uh, they're both going to get their snaps in this football game tonight, and probably if one of them gets hot, he'll get more snaps than the other guy. Fair enough. I got to think the, the Elks defense is just going to be chomping and, and just go full pressure, high yeah. pressure kind of defense, and just don't give them time to even think. Absolutely. Take time and space away from quarterbacks who are in this situation for the first time. Uh, so I, I expect uh, to see lots of uh, lots of pressure coming from from the outs defense and uh, just trying to get those quarterbacks, maybe make them run out of the pocket a little bit and get in some trouble as they move around. So uh, we'll see. That should be the game plan, though. Lots of pressure and try to confuse them as much as possible as they get a look at CFL defenses in a game for the first time. I, Brian and I talked a little bit about this in the last, uh, last half hour, too, where uh, you, you worry that this is almost like a trap game because... Because you know the the Elks are coming off the the, the bye week, uh, you have Ottawa, like you said, they're a mess right now. Mm -hmm. uh, the, the Elks at least have some some players back. They really need this. They're on the road, so it should be it should be an Elks win tonight. Absolutely it should sh be. It should be absolutely, and they need to win. It's a pressure packed game for them as far as getting back in in the win column. And the reason I, I totally agree with the trap game scenario, and that's uh, obviously a common phrase in, in football. But the reason it can't be for the Elks is because they already lost in a trap game to Ottawa to start the season yeah, right exactly. uh, first game out uh, they were caught in a trap game there and and they did not play very well uh, they gave that game away a game they should have won so if there's any team uh, in the in the league facing Ottawa in this situation that should be snapped to attention it should be the Edmonton Elks because they've already fallen to them it's the only win Ottawa has this year they've lost five straight since opening night uh, back in Edmonton in, in early August and they're just a they're just a bad football team right now they just don't do a lot even in that they were bad in the game they won I mean they only had they had less than 100 yards of total net offense in that game and still won uh, just because the Elks made mistakes and and so there's there's no way that Edmonton can take Ottawa for granted or lightly going into this game none whatsoever after what happened back in early August well and then there's the positive too is that they haven't been able to play for a while so they, they're going to be ramped up it, it's always the danger of being too ramped up but I get the feeling they're just going to put their business faces on and go to work yeah, you're absolutely right. I mean, they know how important this game is. And, and as we talked about yesterday at this time, if you lose to Ottawa, the worst team in the league tonight, your next two games are a home-and-home -home series with the best team in the league, the Winnipeg Blue Bombers. So uh, you need to have something going going for you and going in the right direction when you go into those two very difficult games coming up after after this one with Ottawa. So, yeah, it's, it's pretty imperative. You know, it's never a must-win unless you're getting eliminated, but it's pretty imperative, it's I think, for the Elks to, to play well and to win tonight. Did you think when you were looking at the uh, at the schedule leading up to the season that this would end up being a pivotal game? <laughs> right? It's, Not a chance, it, You would have yeah. looked at that down the road no and went, chance. all right, well, no forget chance. about that. Uh, you're absolutely right. Yeah, you know, you look at the games, especially the, the divisional games, right? The games with Calgary, maybe the games with Winnipeg. And, and you know, the games with Winnipeg, you know, could be pivotal games moving forward. If, if they win tonight and then play well against Winnipeg, maybe that starts to turn things around. But we're at the halfway mark of the season now, Daryl. And uh, the Elks have to be what they what they what they plan to be right uh it, you know they're they're struggling they're trying to get on a roll they're trying to do things the correct way well you've had half a season out tonight marks a halfway mark so you have to turn the corner here and and you're either going to become what you think you are 
or you're going to become what you are right now, and that's a team that's struggling to win games at two and four. So I think this this game tonight and the two games following against Winnipeg will show us a lot about the Edmonton Elks. Absolutely. Uh, thanks, Morning. You'll have the uh, the countdown to kickoff at uh, four thirty our time this afternoon. Uh, kickoff is at about five thirty. If you go for another walk today, please take Dave Dave Campbell with you. He can hold your hand and may and keep you safe. Okay. I will do that. I'll make sure I stay safe. And at the very least, I'll have Google Maps open. Hi, it's Shauna. And I might be a bad parent because my kids think French fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan. And I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance (laughs) recital. And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. (laughs) For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.